And now the starting lineup for your daily dribble. He goes fat lamb harder in the paint each and every week. Go ahead and give it up for Liam Hancock. He's got a 98% laugh rate. Easily the most humble member of this lineup. And he's not too bad on the eye either. It's Roe Hancock. And as always, he calls the shots and he hits the shots. A man affectionately referred to as Diesel, your host, Nick Zamet. Welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet. I'm here, joined by none other than Mr. Liam Hancock. What's going on, guys? Lee here. And Mr. Roy Hancock. Yeah, hey, Nick. How are we? Good, fellas. How are you? Yeah, very good. Very good. Finals are underway, aren't they? It's been a big week. Oh, it's always the best time of the year as a basketball fan, isn't it? When Christmas you get in. comes early, doesn't yeah, it? <laughs> certainly does. Yeah. Big show in store for today, guys. We're going to recap all the news that's occurred from around the league during the week. Uh, we'll touch on the conference conference finals, the last couple of games in those. Uh, we'll then do a bit of a recap of the game one of the actual finals. It's a bit of a drubbing, but nevertheless, we'll mm. go into that, and we'll end with hero of the week. Perfect. Before we get into it, guys, a massive thank you for all your continued support across our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Really appreciate it all. Um, as well, during the uh, – what day was it, Ro? It was last Sunday here in Australia. We uh, we were interviewed by Stadium Scene TV. Uh, well worth a watch. We kind of just delved into our journey into podcasting so far, how it's all going. Um, well worth a look. So you can find that on stadiumscenetv.com and you can also follow their Facebook and Instagram page at Stadium Scene TV. Get around their YouTube page as well. They've got, you know, quite a few interviews with people who have delved into the um, podcasting world and, um, yeah, it's really interesting. Did you enjoy being on the other side of the mic, Rock? It's good. Not as much preparation. Yeah, uh, a little <laughs> bit less pressure, wasn't yeah. it? But, uh, <laughs> nevertheless, a great opportunity and we were super appreciative of that. Um, also, last of the housekeeping, a big thank you for continuing to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you listen to the podcast, as well as thank you for continuing to drop those five-star rating reviews. Mm. Okay, odds and ends, fellas. Yeah. Let's kick start. I've got a, just a quick one here. Gordon Haywood, um, the Celtics have since been kicked out of the playoffs, but Gordon Haywood is expected to pick up his player option worth, worth $34.2 million. Uh, so, no surprises there. Mm. Now, here's the question to you, Ro, as the Boston man amongst us. Yep. That's a, that's a lot of money. That is a big, hefty contract. Um, it was phenomenal the first game he came back, game three, I think it was, yep. but looked somewhat lacklustre after that. Do you think it's, if possible, should they move on from the Celtics and invest in maybe a better big man? Yeah, I think that's what most Boston fans would probably be thinking at the moment. The one area that we got found out in was the centre position and the big yep. man position in general. Um, I love Gordon Haywood as a player and he's he's been great f- for the Celtics when he hasn't been injured, but that's the thing, isn't it? He's, yep. he's, he's quite injury prone now and when you're being paid upwards of $30 million, um, per year, you probably want to be getting someone who we actually, you know, need on a nightly basis. Well, he's kind of null and void, isn't he, with yeah. Tatum, Walker and Brown, the main kind of ball handlers. Like yeah. he's maybe that sixth man role is probably suited to him, but you, there's no sixth man in the 
in the league that are worth thirty four point two million. No way. I think um yeah, I think we'll probably find over the next few months that his name will be associated with more trade rumors and um yeah, he could be on the way out of Boston. As much as I love him, you know, as we were saying, thirty five mil is too much to be paid for a player who's been injured yeah. a fair bit recently. Would Do you agree with that, Lee? I'd agree, I think he is on the way out. Do we think that if he is on the way out that Boston are gonna get someone leaning more on the defensive side of things because they've got a lot of offensive. Yeah, Mm. yeah, I think so. I think um, the name we threw around was kind of a Hassan Whiteside, just someone who can gobble up the rebounds, kind of be a bit of a defensive stopper, doesn't need to you know, facilitate or carry much on the offensive end um, because, as you said, they do have so much firepower already. Yeah, yeah, likewise, I, I think... If I was, you know, in the front office at Boston, I would be looking to move on from him. Yeah. Um, as good as he, a player as he kind of was, he's certainly not at that level now. Um, it's just a absurd amount of money. So is he in that small forward role or power forward? What is he in? Small forward. Uh yeah. Who's going to fill that role if they get a centre? Uh small forward role. Oh, yeah, it's a good question. Um, well, they, yeah, I don't know. They might have to chuck Marcus Smart. Oh no, Kemba at the one. Jalen Brown at the two. Oh, yeah. Right. Jalen Brown might even have to go, go at the three. three. Yeah. He might even have to go at the three, and you might just end up putting... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's interesting to see how it's how it will work. It will need to move a few pieces around. I think, they should, sorry. I think they should get rid of Tice and Haywood and just bring, yeah. bring in a centre and a small forward. A name yeah. that's been thrown around, I'm not sure if it has any real credibility at the moment, but Miles Turner from Indiana. I've seen that. Um, he could be a potential option. He's a good three-point shooter. Um Rips up the boards. Um, good defensive player. Young, young enough as well. Very, You're going to get a bit of life out of him. A lot of upside. So he he could be one that we look at and not have to give up. You know the whole squad to get him. And I'll touch on this point a little bit more in game when we do our uh, conference finals recap. But I think Tice was you know a big impacting factor as to why they lost that game six. Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, I'll talk about that shortly. Cool. Uh, okay. Lee. I'll go. Um, Doc Rivers has been fired and hired in the span of three days. So mm-hmm. he, he got fired by the Clippers um, three days later. He's the new head coach of the 76ers. Seven seasons with the Clippers, finished with an overall season record of 356 wins, 208 losses. So yep. just a tick above 63%. Um, yeah, made the postseason six times, but... This was the one that kind of got away, wasn't it, this yeah, year? Yeah. They were, I guess, slated to be um, champions or in the finals at least. But, yeah, it's kind of what a tumultuous week he's had. He's mm. done it all, hasn't he? We knew he'd get picked up again, but we didn't quite think it would be within three three days of getting fired. Um, but I guess my question to you guys is, what does he bring to this Philly team who needs – I feel like they need a fresh start there. Yeah. With the current mindset that they're all in at the moment, they won't be contending for a championship anytime soon, even with talented players like Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons leading that squad. They they just need something fresh and they need to be reinvigorated to an extent. Well, I think the biggest thing that they really need to do is just that get that team chemistry up to scratch because yeah. it really feels as if they took a backward step um, this year. We spoke about mm-hmm. how last season they were a couple of bounces away Kawhi missing that shot from potentially, you know, 
going to the finals yeah. um, or a matchup with the Bucks at the least. But, yeah, they took a backward step. They got rid of Butler, got rid of Reddick. They brought in Harris Horford, and it just feels as if it's a pretty um, disjointed team, locker room at the minute. Mm. And they really just need to iron out the Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons situation, whether they go with both or just run with one. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think that's going to be his main role, just kind of, I guess for the first little bit, testing the waters, see what works, and then if a change is required, being able to execute that. Well, yeah. this is just a rumour, but um, it's it's been heard that Doc Rivers could be trying to trade Ben Simmons for the first-round pick in Lamelo Bowl. Did say that. But Gee. it's just rumours. You don't know. Wow, that's... I probably would not do that. No, no I would well, not either. Ball isn't proven it at the highest stage. Yeah. And Ben Simmons is, you know, he, he showed... Generational talent, yeah, really, Yeah, really, yeah. he's healthy so, and he's given mm. the kind of freedom. Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a, a debatable top 10 to 15 player for a guy, as you said, Ro, who's unproven. Mm. And mm. if these rumours are true, this is, and this is not a good way to start off his relationship with Ben Simmons. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So... Yeah, it's, he's going to be kind of straight into the, what is it, out of the fire and into the frying pan, as they say, right? <laughs> yeah, so he's yeah. going to be straight into the, the thicker things you mm. would imagine because there is going to be so much expectation in Philly. Yeah. Uh, in other coaching news, uh, Ty Lu is meeting with Pelicans um, front staff today to discuss the the appointment of a potential head coaching role. Yeah. Uh, Ty Lu. Do you think he's the right man for the job? Well, he's the right man for, you know, he's a proven head coach. Yeah. And I think at the moment this is probably the best fit for him. Um, and he's got the ability, as we've seen with Cleveland, to be able to manage stars, to be able to kind of bring out the best in players and kind of get them playing to their strengths. He's a real people person, isn't he? Yeah. He drives the squad, but he gets along with his players, and I think that's probably something that led to the um, championship in Cleveland a few years ago. Absolutely. Um, another one with the coaching news, though, um, I think back to Doc Rivers, I think he's trying to snag Alvin Gentry over from the New Orleans Pelicans and bring him over as an assistant coach for the um, 76ers. Yeah. So that'll be a big get in terms of their adding another proven coach to their ranks. Yeah, absolutely. That would be a great pickup for them. And really kind of solidify that coaching stuff. I, I don't know if this odds and ends that I'm about to say is true because it sounds so absurd, but I heard that Mark Gasol is leaving the NBA no, to correct. return to home to play with Barcelona. Yeah, mm. so... The football team. No. No? No, oh, the basketball okay. team. <laughs> well, no, just the FC Barcelona. Oh, F- well, when I choose, like Seven FC, footer running around down the <laughs> wing. FC Barcelona. <laughs> Imagine that. that. Uh, yeah, he played Golly, alongside Messi. And, um, well, this, he'd play this... well as a striker as a centre-back, wouldn't he? A big yeah. target man or a, mm. a so ball left FC back. Barcelona right there. That's football club, but it's yeah, probably... They've, probably they've got the basketball there. team as yeah. well there. Um, mm. So, yeah, that is true. Yeah. Oh, okay. Doesn't make that so absurd now. No, kind of... Now his career, starting in Spain, yeah. coming across, going back, it kind of has come full circle now. Yeah. Um, hell of a player and really a huge pivotal role of their championships, uh, the Raptors championship squad last season. Um, but, yeah, phenomenal career for him. Lucky in I did post that on Instagram because I, I was about God, to with the, with the FC Barcelona Photoshopping logo. Oh, running you, around. you actually should. That could be a bit of a meme. I mean, just put him in there. Like, that's the FC Barcelona thing, isn't it? That is, yeah, that's the badge. But, um, yeah. yeah, at his age, it'd no. be a quite a 
big uh, big careers career change yeah. there. Oh, I gotta I gotta be more trustworthy of my sources. <laughs> you do. You that do. one was wrong. A few no. questionable pages out there, to say the least. Um. Also, so per Jason McIntyre, the Nets could be a possible landing space for Paul George. Now we've heard yeah. this disharmony in the Clippers locker room. How do we feel? Imagine that a big three: Kyrie, KD, and Paul George. I don't really like it. That is that is too too much yeah, firepower. It's top like, heavy. It is too top heavy, and yeah. the fact that you know only one person at a time can have the ball. Yeah. Um. Someone's going to get left out, and the package that would have to be involved would be pretty pretty hefty. You'd mm. imagine Dimwitty, Levert, Allen, yeah. draft picks. Yeah. Um. It would be a lot to give up, and it's kind of. The clip is almost giving up after one season of it. Mm. I was about to say, you can't blow it up after one season, surely. But, no. the, but the thing is with the Clippers, though, the funny position they're in, they've given up everything. Mm. If this doesn't work and if both of Kawhi and PG leave next year in free agency, they've got nothing because yeah. they're going to have no core, they're going to have no draft picks. Can I say? They are I, worse than zero. I saw yeah. something in the way we were saying how the Clippers have zero first round picks until 2027, right? Yep. Players that the Clippers could draft in 2027 are currently in grade six. <laughs> oh, it's a sad state grade of affairs, six. isn't it? They are in strife. They are in big strife. But we, on um, on PG and Kawhi, I don't think they raise each other to their highest potential, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, yeah I agree. And I think... And you don't want that. No, you, you need... <laughs> If you're going to have that duo, we've seen LeBron and AD. They do. They do. Like, LeBron is absolutely... And probably the fact that LeBron's a bit older mm. and has... Well, he's arguably the greatest player of all time. He's yeah. able to elevate Davis, whereas Kawhi um, and Paul George just seem to, you know... Mosey along. Mosey along, yeah. So I, I do. I wouldn't care if they blew it up. I want. I don't want PG there. I want him out of there. Watch the space league. Like the locker, the locker room. They don't like him in there. That's yeah. the rumors mm. I've heard. Could be a long season next year. Mm. Uh, also, here, here's a, here's an interesting one. Speaking of LeBron and the goat status, um, during the week, Stephen A. Smith says mm. LeBron took the easy easy path to greatness. MJ's the goat. Um, Michael Jordan is the goat all day, every day. When you look at the goat debate, it matters to me who you win against and the road that you took. Now. Mm. I just find this absolutely absurd. Mm. When you, so we're talking about who you won against. Yeah, LeBron won a championship against arguably the greatest ever dynasty of all time in the Golden State Warriors. Seventy three and nine. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He's um that Cavs team that he dragged to the finals was just mm. woeful. You know, it was woeful. That's probably the word for it. He has carried more load than anyone. Yeah. This more year than is, MJ. Would he? Oh, 100% yeah. because well, this year is the first time he's had probably a really just elite yeah. person beside him in Anthony Davis. You look at all the years that Michael Jordan had Scotty Pippen yeah. alongside him as well as... Dennis Rodman. Rod, yeah, Rodman. Like Steve um, Kerr. Steve Kerr, Horace mm. Grant, all these list of names. I think LeBron has probably bared the most weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact you're arguing, as well as he's you know come up against the Spurs um, with Tim Duncan, Ginobili, Parker, all these... You know, just elite teams, I think the players now are probably of a higher calibre. Yeah. And just more athletic, more skillful. Um, you know, that's hard for me to say because I wasn't around in that mm-hmm. era, but just from watching things, I feel like it's kind of 
a little bit of a ridiculous take from Smith. Mm, mm. Uh, would you agree with that? Yeah, and I feel like people who have grown up watching Jordan will be unwavering in their opinions yeah. towards any other player even being discussed as the greatest of all time, um, which I guess is kind of understandable in the sense that in maybe 15 years, there will be up-and-coming players and they'll be trying to compare them to LeBron. You know, LeBron and yep. we'll be saying, no, we watched this guy firsthand and he was incredible. In saying that, Stephen A says some ridiculous things at times and he's very stuck in his ways as well. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not just, really a surprise that he said it. Don't just say me this take. Okay. Just annoy me. I thought me. you were going to say, like, Stephen A is my favourite basketball media personality but well what do you think of this take it's silly it's just silly it's one thing to say mj is the goat and it's another thing to say mj is the goat and lebron to um, just discredit him discredit all all he's done yeah and then he would come out on his next show and say me and lebron are close god damn it's like colin cowherd he does the same thing i love i'm never gonna stop loving all these media personalities they just have you know i'm all for you know getting people to, you know, engage yeah. with your content and whatever else. But one week and she hates someone and the next, you know. Your best mates. You, Why, you wait till LeBron wins this chip. While man. we're on um, media personalities, like this, remember that Max Kellerman one oh. where he's like, I don't know what he said. He's like, in the last seconds of it, they was talking about who from Golden State in their, in their prime wanted to take, they'd want to take that last shot. Yeah. It's like, with the last seconds on the clock, for me, I want Iguodala. He was like, <laughs> oh, no. Come on, man. He didn't Max. have any credibility to <laughs> begin with, but after that, Max, we just had to. silly. Oh, what it's, a shock jock that guy is. It's just incredible, these blokes. Like, Skip Bayless, how's this bloke got a job? Uh, oh, yeah, Skip like, Bayless is silly, oh, but I love gosh. his and Steve. Okay, why we're on the Golden State um, train, Clay Thompson has Good participated into, in his first practice since 2019. So Brilliant. Well, it's going to be – I was speaking to a mate the other night um, just about – you know how great this season's been, but how how different next year's going to be. Yeah. And you just think you look at you know the finals picture at the minute. You know Golden State, who have been such a mainstay for the best half of this or the past decade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, once they get Clay and Steph back full health, they are going to be an, on an absolute tear. You would imagine. So it's good to hear that Clay's ramping things up. Yeah. To put it in perspective, this year two of the top five players in the league weren't playing. Yeah. Hey. They, Steph Curry and oh, KD. Oh, oh, I thought, yeah, yeah. Um, so next year's going to be incredible. Good. I can't wait to uh, break all that down. Uh, last one from me. We had during the week. Mm. Now, I know I'm not going to go too much into it, Ro, because you're going to have a bit more to say later in the show on this. Yep. Uh, our Tassie team, Tasmanian NBL team, has officially been dubbed the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers. Yeah. Now, this was... Uh, this has received quite a bit of backlash on social media so far. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Mm. I know for all three of us here, it wasn't our pick. It uh, wasn't our pick. In mm. saying that, it's too, it hasn't grown on me. But now, as you'll speak about a little later, it's kind of got a little bit more branding and meaning behind it. Yeah. Um, you know, there is potential there. I did last night. I'm a member now. I am oh. part of the inaugural membership, Tasmanian Jack Jumpers. So looking forward to being a part of all of that. Um, I implore all Tassie, you know, residents out there, or even Australian worldwide, jump on board. It's going to be, um, you know, phenomenal for the state, phenomenal for the league, mm. and just a really good um, opportunity to, you know, showcase uh, the best talent that we have here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Can't wait. How good is it going to be to see professional ball uh, in the state? It, From where we are here, it's, what the stadium's 10, 15 minutes away. Is it? It's yeah. unheard of. It's unheard of to have our own team in general in professional sports, but then to have the, as you're mentioning, Nick, to have the stadium within, you know, 15 minutes, we're going to be rocking up courtside every week. Oh, it's going to be up and about. <laughs> Surely we games. can get something. We're probably the, we, would we be the um, biggest basketball podcast in Tasmania? Uh, I'd say so. I'll, you know, watch this space. Let's check got, the record. Got a couple of things in the works here. Going to, uh, you know, look to sort a couple of things out. So uh, I have one more odds and ends. Yeah, but um, watch this space. Big things coming. Got a late. few people on speed dial at the moment. Absolutely. Says so yeah, good stuff. Anyway, just a quick odds and end. Dion Wade is um, is going to get a ring no matter yeah, what. Geez, that guy's played it well, hasn't oh, he? Imagine yeah. that's just incredible. This guy who was blackout on you know gummies yeah. on weed gummies <laughs> on the and airplane. everything else he's done. It's just remarkable that he's going to get a ring regardless. So. I wonder if he'll accept it from Miami, though, because he's obviously not going to oh, celebrate. Oh, absolutely he would. Yeah, yeah he, he would. But he wouldn't that. celebrate with them, would he? No. No. But what do you say? Work work smarter, not harder? He, he is takes done. the jersey off and chucks on the heat. <laughs> yeah. Celebrating. Yeah, boys. Um, yeah, I just can't believe it. I just can't believe it. Like, how he has found his way. He's wormed his way into a chip. Can you imagine the ring, the ring ceremony next year if the heat end up getting up? And what he puddles on over to collect his ring with the Lakers jersey on. But, yeah, it's an odd one. It is an odd one, but fair play to him anyway. Fellas, let's move ahead. Now, we'll quickly recap the conference finals here. We had um, game five between the Lugget, Luggets. Luggets. <laughs> Luggets. Oh, boy. The Lakers and right Nuggets, here. should I say. The Lakers <laughs> and Nuggets, and we had game six with the Heat and Celtics. Um, I'll quickly start. We'll rip through the Lakers and Nuggets game five. The Lakers got the 117 to 107 win off the back of LeBron with 38 points, 16 rebounds, 10 assists, mm. 15 to 25 from the field. Wow, what a performance! Yeah, yeah um, huge. His jumper was on lock; like he was just automatic. That is a huge game. AD had 27 points as well. Uh, Jokic 20 points, seven rebounds, five assists, but. The big noticeable thing, and it was a bit of a trend throughout the series, he really struggled with uh, foul trouble mm. and, and just gave away some really stupid, unnecessary fouls, which you like your your main star, your lead guy can't be doing in this kind of do-or-die games. No. You know, it's, and it, it hurt them multiple times in the series. Um, Denver, 8 of 30 from 3, which hurt them. You know, you can't be doing that in a pivotal game. Uh, they did fight back, though, from a 16-point deficit and got it back to square with 10 seconds to go in the third. Uh, AD hit a three just before the buzzer to give the Lakers that advantage heading into the last. Uh, then from there, like, they were never able to take the lead, and from there it was just LeBron in the fourth just taking over and just really yeah. asserting his dominance on the game. Yeah, yeah. So how do we feel, feel fellas? Uh, Lakers win 4-1. Um it kind of felt like the Nuggets ran out of gas a bit, which is understandable. They had, you know, two series previously that went to Game Seven, um, not a, as well as the mental toll of having to fight back in both of these. Yeah, yeah, they ran out of petrol tickets, plain and simple. I think, and coming up again, a team like the Lakers with LeBron and AD as their as their main two guys, yeah. it was always going to be an uphill battle. Battle no, <laughs> no matter how good um, Jamal Murray and Jokic yeah. have been throughout the the playoffs to get here. Um, but, yeah, I think most basketball fans sort of thought this was inevitable. 
Yeah. They went further than I expected them to go in the playoffs. Oh, without a doubt. You cannot take anything away from them. They really were the kind of, you know, underdog story and they, you know, were really valiant and had, you know, we look back to, was it game two? The AD hit that that big buzzer-beating three. Mm. Um, this series, yeah, it was game two. It could look a hell of a lot different. Mm. Um, Do you reckon they're going to try to switch up anything? Well, here, here's the question because they've got um, Jeremy Grant who's yeah. ready for a, um, you know, a little bit of a payday, which I think mm. he could be looking in the region of $20 million, mm. okay. um, which will kind of hamper their, their space a little bit. So players like Paul Millsap, he could be on the way out. Mm. Um, they really don't have too much flexibility. No. It's probably going to be a lot reliant on internal growth with, with Murray, with Porter, um, even maybe Bol Bol. Get him in the fold. Yeah, hasn't got much action, has he? Well, that could be the thing. Hey, like next season, regular season, they're going to be in the playoffs. Um, giving some, like giving him some more game time to kind of utilize what they've got in house. Mm. Um, but they're certainly poised for you know playoffs and you know potential finals in the coming years. Um, especially if we can see continued growth from Murray and just being able to sustain the level he's played at in these playoffs. They're really another player away from legitimately yeah. contending for the championship, though, aren't they? PG. PG, PG, PG you reckon? Yeah. Nah, that was just the first name. <laughs> but, yeah, it was uh, it's a hell of a run. So from Mike Malone, the organisation, you certainly can't take anything away, but hmm. the Lakers juggernaut rolls on. Yeah. Heat and Celtics. We had game six. The Heat got the 125 to 113 win, came off the back of Bam with 32 points, 14 rebounds, five assists. Jimmy Butler ch- t- blah, blah, chimed in with 22 points and 8 assists as well, along with Tyler Hero with 19 points, 5 rebounds, and 7 assists off the bench. Yeah. Uh, Tatum, 24 points, 7 rebounds, 11 assists. But the thing that, and he's kind of had a bit of a hot and cold series, he went 9 of 26 from the field and 3 of 10 from 3. Mm. Uh, Jalen Brown with 26 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists. Now, the big difference was the shooting. Uh, mm. As I touched on, Tatum struggled. And the Heat as a whole went 56% from the field, uh, 48% from three, and were 22 of 26 from the line, whereas Boston were nearly 13% worse from the field at 43.5 and and a tick under 33% from three. Now, they only got to the line 15 times and made 12, so there is quite a big disparity there. And it is, um, you know, in these games, it really is the shooting that comes out to play and, you know... It's hard when you're coming up at, like against a team like Miami that have so many options in Hero, mm. Robinson, Crowder's cooled down a little bit, but, you know, they've still got that threat. Yeah. Um, now, it was, yeah, it was majority of the control of the game was with Miami um, until early in the fourth, and I'll touch on this in a second about the Tice issue. Um, Boston took a six-point lead, and it looked like they might run away. But they, uh, from there, Miami went on a seven or a thirty-five to seventeen run to ice the game, and the turning point was when they took out Williams and brought Tice back on. Mm. Now, the mobility—he mm. just could not stay with Bam, and Bam was just brutalizing him. Where Williams yeah. has that, you know, kind of a little bit more lateral quickness and the ability to stay with and contest more so. Um, so I think from Stevens, that was really where he went wrong in this game with a six-point lead, there was the opportunity to kind of put the foot on the gas. Mm, yeah. Daniel Tice, I see him as a really good backup centre, but when you come up against guys like Bam Adebayo, who, who's sort of elevating himself to a 
you know, he, he could be an elite big man in the next few years. I wouldn't necessarily necessarily classify him as that now. Would you put it, put him in the top five in the league for for centers? Centers um, or big man? Uh, he's, I'll, say, I'll say centers. Yeah, for centers. So yeah. let's say you got Towns, Jokic, Embiid, AD. Is AD centre though? Oh, yeah, he's, he's a split, isn't he? That's what I'm saying. I'd say he's definitely in centre, top five centre. Yeah, but... probably. Yeah, yep. and give it a few years, he could even be, you know, the marquee centre in the league. Could um, be a top ten player in the league. He mm. could be. He could be. But when you've got Daniel Tice, mm. who's, you know, he probably wouldn't be a starting um, centre on most teams. Let's put it that way. But due to the fact that the Celtics are quite thin when it comes to Quality big men, yeah. Um, they just have no no choice really. Yeah. He has got um, unique qualities about him, like yeah, he's very yeah. strong and he's got a lot of strength. But that's not what you need when Keith Noah with Bam. You need athleticism. He's done better than I thought he would across the whole season. Yeah, like I thought he he was a bit of an unknown quantity, mm. and he has certainly surpassed my expectations. Yeah, he um, does all the one percenters really well. But yeah. when you when you're relying on him to be the guy who stops the other teams. You know, center. Um, you probably can't guarantee that he's going to do that on a nightly basis. Well, if you got rid of him, him and Hayward, you've yeah. opened a lot of cap space. The ability to sign. That's no my one. trade. Yeah. I don't know who for, but mm. I want them the, both. Gone. We'll have to do a little bit of a, we'll have to fire up the trade machine and see mm. what we can get for those two. But yeah, could do another trade machine episode. Yeah, I enjoy them. They're yeah. quite fun to discuss. Um, but, yeah, they certainly need a better big man, and I think that's the thing that's really, um, you know, kind of hurt them this series mm. because yeah. they were found out. Bam just ran right. And yeah. hence, okay, okay, Ro, as a, as a Boston fan, yeah. they made the conference finals. Do you see, and especially they went into the series as favourites, do you see this season as a disappointment? Uh, no, because they got to where I expected them to get to. I. Like, not against the team we thought we all thought it'd be the Bucks. I thought we? it'd be the Bucks, and you know, I, as I said earlier in the season, I thought the Bucks would be going all the way to the finals, which, as we saw, didn't end up happening. But in saying that, I thought this is whereabouts they would get to at yeah. this stage. This year, Kemba Walker's first year is sort of fitting in with the rest of the team, even though he's fitting seamlessly. But you know, you still need to um, find out how each each other plays. Yeah, Jason Tatum's. Very young still. We um, forget that, don't we? Himself and Brown, like we kind of think they've been in the league longer than what they have been, yeah. just because they play with so much poison experience, and they've you know they've been to the playoffs every year. So yeah, you know, and we forget the, that, don't we? And the depth for the Celtics still needs a bit of work as well. So yes. I'm not willing to say that they're going to be legitimate championship contenders until they, you know, extend a, extend their bench. So you know. We're not vulnerable at any time that we come up against a team like, for example, the Heat, who have got contributors left, right, and centre. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. Well, there you go. That's the end of the Celtics. The Heat move on. Uh, Also, we'll look ahead to our finals recap. Lakers versus Heat. It's probably... Mm. I don't know if anyone would have picked this at the start of the season, this being the finals matchup, but I think the anticipation from what I can gather from the NBA and... You know, sporting community as a whole was everyone was really excited for this series. Yeah. Uh, game one though was, I guess you could say, a bit of a letdown. Yeah. Now it finished 116 to 98 in favour of the Lakers, but again, it was one of these games that was really not that close. There was a 32 point lead the Lakers held in the third. 
Um, but it was a heat who jumped out of the gates quickly. Mm, they, did. they were up by 13 in the first, um, yet Lakers fought back, took a three-point lead um, into the into the second quarter. But after that initial deficit, how's this? The Lakers went on a 75-30 to 30 run. Yeah, oh, incredible. Now that's, you know... You've you hear teams being able to click into different gears, but yep. they have just jumped three or four gears there, and really just off the back of LeBron and AD. So AD had thirty four points, nine rebounds, five assists. LeBron twenty five points, thirteen rebounds, nine assists. They really just asserted themselves on the game. Yeah, yeah. And we had we had quite a few injuries in this one, didn't we, Roy? We did. We had Goran Dragic for the Heat, who I believe has a left foot injury. Uh, plantar tear. Yeah. So yeah. they're they're pretty nasty, the old plantar fasciitis. So mm. he's going to be out for this this next game, um, which is, as we speak is just about, about to, to start. tip off, isn't it? So and um, also Bam Adebayo, who I believe has a shoulder injury. Yep. Um, came down on it pretty hard. Um, this troubled him in the uh, Celtic series as well, this mm. shoulder trouble. It did. So and also Butler had a little scare. He's fine. Rolled ankle. Yeah. yeah it's I'll not, talk about that in a minute, though. That's Not ideal timing, though, regardless for, for the heat um, on paper in this game, too. You'd think with those injuries, the Lakers might have their measure. But yeah. in saying that, the heat have shown that they love being against the wall. But um, just quickly, I think a player who's probably gone under the radar for the Lakers and their success, in particularly in the last few games, has been Dwight Howard. Yep. The decision to start him at the centre position, he provides incredible energy, um, even if he doesn't play huge minutes, which I think we've seen over the last few games. He plays 15 the other day. Yeah, he still hasn't been playing heaps of minutes, but just to have him start, set the tone, he's enormous for offensive rebounds and also, second chance points. In this game, the Lakers had nine offensive boards and that turned into 16 second chance uh, points, which goes a huge way in, yeah. um, in the end result. Absolutely. Uh, for the Heat, Butler had 23 points, five assists. He went eight of 13 from the field. He had nine early points and he really kind of set the tone early. He mm. really went at LeBron, which uh, was surprising but great to see. Um, it was awesome with... Made note that in the playoffs so far, he's been more looking to facilitate and not so much of a scorer, but he really took control initially. Uh, Kendrick Nunn off the bench also had 18 points, 5 rebounds, and went 8 of 12 from the field. Now, what stood out to me just back on Butler, rolled that ankle, mm. and this game was a blowout. The fact that they kept playing him kind of surprised me. Like, you would mm. think, okay, you know, you kind of throw in the towel at a certain point and rest mm. these bodies. Um I didn't really like that call from Spolstra to keep him in the game. No. Like, ankles are really touchy. Mm. Um, and, you know, once they go, they're, they're pretty debilitating. So I was quite surprised they kept him in the game. It is a Jimmy Butler thing to do. Like, uh, you'd guess that Eric Spolstra was like, no, nah, you're not playing, but Jimmy He just wants to be the man, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how's this? A guy we've all been so high on, Tyler Hero. Didn't have the ideal finals debut. No, he now, didn't. he he uh, he's in the record books alongside Kobe. Now he he was four, fourteen points, two of eight from three point range, but he tied a record with Kobe for the worst finals plus minus in history what was with it? a minus thirty five oh, no. while he was on the court. Oh no! Holy crap! What a quick fall from grace! Minus thirty five. That is uh, that's brutal. Mm. So I guess the shining light is it's only up. From here for him. Um, and D-Rob had a 
terrible game. Too. Yeah, old, old Dunks was yeah, not. Uh, yeah, he was. He was very ordinary, which. It kind of seems, as as we've said, you know, either himself or Hero is really going to go off. Yeah. And the fact he only took three shots for the game was really surprising. Yeah. Like, I know we've made point. Normally, their first play when they get the ball is get it into his hands and let him fire away. Uh, but it was Jimmy who took control at the start, which, you know, as I said, was really good. It was good to see him do that. But mm. then again, you want to get these shooters firing early. Yeah. Um. So, okay, a couple of questions here. So, game one. Who do you give favour to in the finals MVP race, AD or LeBron? AD. Um, AD led that team yep. in game one, um, yep. even though LeBron had a near triple-double and he was outstanding. Um, I think AD, when, you, when you're when you looking back at that game, yep. was the was the guy. And I think that's sort of going to set the tone for the rest of the games going forward, particularly with Bam Adebayo out. Oh, he's going to be just gonna monster destroy. now, isn't he? Whoever, whoever he's up against. I couldn't help but laugh at LeBron, though. What? So I, I'm rooting for him for finals MVP. I, mm, I, you know, LeBron, I'm all for yeah. the GOAT debate and whatever else. Um, this game was over. It was well and truly gone. But he's still, like, they're up by 20 points or whatever the case, and he's still playing 100 miles an hour, yeah. stuffing the stat sheet. Um, it was funny. Sent a pass over to Danny Green, who's missed an open three, which would have given him the assist for the triple-double. Green's missed it, and LeBron's gone off. Gave him a mouthful. Gave him a spray. They're up by however much. But, um, yeah, it's just it was quite amusing to see him just really, you know, the the game is done, but he's, you know, really trying to write the story and, uh, you know, get himself to that MVP. The Mm. reason that LeBron's a different breed is because he has no off button, does he? No. He's he's hundred percent from from start to finish, and um, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't <laughs> so take amusing. does not take mediocrity, does he? No. What have I found? Quite well. I'll ask another question here. What did you guys think of the court? Because I'm going to be honest, I wasn't a huge fan of it. The huge logo in the middle um, with the YouTube promotion, yeah. um, and the yeah. the enzymes, the red and blue, it just looked a bit cheap. Yeah, bit- it did. Didn't look like a finals call. No, it looked so like All Star Weekend type. Yeah, of thing. It did hey? Yeah. So I was I was a bit flat on that. Mm. Um, no, there was there was similar similar reactions on social media from what I saw. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I know it's a bit of a strange year, and you probably have to reach out to those sponsors and put them on front and center on that court. But geez, there's a basketball fan. YouTube paid for that. That yeah. would have been a hefty, hefty price tag. Yeah, They're trying to make like the bubbles finals like seamless from last year's, but like yeah. it, it's a totally different arena without the fans. Well, I saw an interesting point. Um, it's a good thing we don't have Steph Curry or Lillard in the, uh, in the bubble in the finals, because had they, you know, been shooting every, Every uh, shot would have been from the logo, yeah. and that's all we yeah. would have heard in the broadcast. Uh, Lillard from the logo, yeah. but the logo is a foot behind yeah. the three-point line. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so game one's done and dusted, fellas. The, um, can I just say the injury run? Let's go on about that. It couldn't have been yeah. any worse, really. It was, mm. It's probably as bad as things could have gone, and that transitions into game two. Mm. Um, well, we, we're not going to have Bam yeah. or Dragic. It's going to be easier replacing Dragic, so yeah. Like you have Hero and even none. But he's a liability on the defensive end. Yeah, definitely. But you've got to do what you got to do. Bam, on the other hand, that's uh, that's virtually impossible to replace. Olynyk in. 
No, no oh. one can. <gasps> no one can really match his size and his versatility. We know Jimmy Butler's their best player, but Bam Adebayo is probably their most important player for well, mine. Sorry, just as we tip off, uh, Myers Leonard starting mm. at centre. Yeah. Do you know so, what, what's going to happen here? And hero. Myers Leonard has something that Bam doesn't have: a three-point shot. He's going to bring the centers out to the to the arc and leave some space for for some drives. So, guys, good from Eric. <laughs> Be Eric, you happy with that? Well, yeah, that's uh, what I wanted to happen, actually. Yeah. So here's the thing: as you guys listen to this podcast, game two will be over and done with. Um, I don't want to look at this. I, I want to base I'm it as if the it. game hadn't started. Lakers up two zip. Um, <laughs> but do you think the Heat have any chance now? Their depth is certainly going to be depleted now. Yeah. Without and these these players, they Dragic has been their second leading scorer, and Bam's just the heart and soul of the team. Mm. Is there any chance, Roy? As we said before, they love playing again with their backs against the wall. The Heat, but you know, if you're a betting man, you're putting your house on the Lakers, particularly yeah. with those two injuries. Um, I think they're very little chance to get over over the top of the Lakers team, who are actually hitting their stride at the right time. Um, so, yeah, look for the Lakers to take this one out, I reckon. Lee, would you agree with that? You know when you're playing 2K and you get Knicks and the other guy gets Bucks, like what happened last night, you've got to put all of your energy and might and focus into just playing as well as you can and playing smart. This is what he's going to have to do. And they're going to have to get people like D-Rob and Tyler Harrow to take more mm. threes if they can get open. They're going to have yep. to play more physical and... Like Rose said, you'd think that Lakers are just going to, I don't know, steamroll, but you'd think they're just going to get over them at this point. Yeah. But, yeah. For me, I think, as a lot of people do, the Lakers will steamroll it, but the Heat have shown their incredible heart throughout yep. the playoffs so far, so you can't certainly count them out. No. Uh, expecting the Lakers to win this, and at 2-zip, I think it's a really tough climb back mm, for the Heat. Great. But... Um, yeah, I, I think it'll just be pivotal, absolutely pivotal that Butler just asserts his dominance and that Robinson and Hero can actually hit or make shots, mm. um, especially Robinson after only taking three shots. That's all he did. Game mm. one, he had four rebounds, um, and that was it. And yeah. it comes to the rest of the Heat squad um, to make space for him as well. Yeah. Like, you can't just chuck, chuck up bricks um, just for the sake of it. Um, it's up to the coach to make the plays to get him free and get him good open looks, high percentage yeah. looks to knock down. A lot's going to be on Iguodala and Nunn as well yeah. off the bench now that the, their bench lineup's going to be weaker. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I see this game, a Lakers win. Mm. Um, if we're predicting the series, how do you guys see it going? Well, do, th- do we know when Bam and... Um, expected game three to be both be back. Okay. Oh, God, it's... Yeah, well, I'm not... I'd say he can take another one, but I still think the Lakers I'm, I'm, are I'm sticking with Lakers in five. Yeah, I agree. I think they'll probably come back maybe in game three, um, and they potentially might take that game, but I I think it'll be over within five, six games max, but it's definitely looking like it could be five at the moment. Howard's got a good start. Do you, <laughs> do you think for all the uh, you know hate supporters out there and everyone who backed the hate... Do you think after seeing game one, it kind of quashes any any hope for them? Or do you just see it as a bit of an anomaly that they got blown out? It's a big bump in the road. I wouldn't say 
it's squashed all their hope, but it's a big bump. I think yeah. we have to factor in the injuries, though. Like, Dragic yeah. and Bam Adebayo didn't play full games. Other players, like, as you were mentioning before, Robinson only got up three shots, so there's plenty of upside. Um, I would think it's a bit of a blip on the radar, but at the same time, you've got to bounce back this game or else when you're two down in the finals, um, your confidence is is at a minimum. It's a long for. road back, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Excellent. Well, fellas... I look forward to breaking down this game and the remainder of the series with you next week. Uh, will it be done by next week or not? Depending no, on... If uh, it's a sweep, it yeah, will be. Mm. Yeah. Well, game three is on Monday here. It's every second day, so Wednesday, yeah. Friday. Yeah, it'll probably be done. Probably, yeah. uh, it'll probably be done at the rate we're going. So I look forward to breaking that all down then. Yeah. Let's move ahead to Hero of the Week, fellas. Okay, so we're back. Hero of the Week. Uh, who wants to kick us off? I'll take it. Ah, not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> um, i tell you who does wear a cape. The person who come, came up with the Tassie Jack Jumpers brand reveal. I mean, as we were mentioning before, um, when this Tasmanian team got announced as being the Jack Jumpers a few days ago, there was a lot of mixed reactions on social media and probably the overall consensus I would have thought would be that why? Why the Jack why? Jumpers? It just seems, that was seems question, strange. Um, but shortly after the name was announced, the brand reveal was released, I guess, on um, Instagram and all the other social medias. And when that um, brand reveal got dropped, I feel like the whole vibe changed. We got a logo, so we got something um, visual that we can see that Tasmanians in particular can associate themselves with, which is a really good feeling. And even things like they're trying to market the Derwin Entertainment Centre, which is where the the home games will be played, um, they're trying to market it as the Ant Hill, mm. which I, I actually mm. really enjoy. You don't uh, mind that one? Yeah. It sort of seems like it's our own and yeah. it's very, very <laughs> personalised and they're trying to say we're going to be marching in like ants, ants do. Yeah, it is ants good. Ants go marching um, two by two. Hurrah. <laughs> hurrah. I, can definitely see, I can also definitely see um, a lot of Tassie. Tassie people buying the merch just yeah. based off the logo itself because it looks actually quite quite intimidating and quite cool. Well, we've had a 1,000 members sign up already in the like initial kind of couple of days yeah. since. So, yeah, yeah Tassie um, natives are certainly getting behind it. Yeah, yeah. Natives. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, no, definitely props to the person who came up with the logo and the overall brand reveal because it, it sort of – even though I haven't been swayed entirely on the name, it sort of makes me feel a bit better about it, and it feels like it's something that I'll eventually get around to loving, particularly when the games start and they yeah. market it up even more. Marching into the anthill will be good. They have, they have um, so much more to work around with it being a jack jump or just a sentient being. Like, if it was a, a, the tridents, what could you say? You couldn't say. Yeah, maybe that Much came into it. their consideration. They had a, a, had more opportunities to market it in, in fun ways. But the thing is, I wonder if uh, if the reason that people are upset outside of Tasmania as well about the name is because is Jack Jumper a well known insect? No, I think is they're not? native to Tassie. Aren't really? They? They're native yeah. to Tassie, so that's why know. we only know what the Jack Jumpers are, and no one else does. That makes all. it a bit special, then. Mm. Bit special. Yeah, like yeah you're on board. Yeah, well, I, I think in the days since. 
and I've, you know, I've seen their marketing, how they're, you know, showcasing it all. I've certainly started to warm up to it. Yeah. Um, I certainly wasn't that high on it. I thought there were many other better options, but yeah, it's starting to grow on me. And I reckon as we get closer, once I get my merch, I think six to eight weeks, they said, oh, I think yeah. I'll be pretty high on it at that point. It's a definitely a marketing decision, though, isn't it? Because imagine one of the options was Tazzy Timbers, which originally we were thinking that Timbers. might be all right. But Jesus. imagine our logo is just a bloody oak tree. that was going to be all right? Did any of us? <laughs> I did. Yeah, oh, I, like, I love yeah, Tall Timbers. But, uh, uh, yeah. But, yeah. Imagine the mascot, uh, just a tree. Like, <laughs> a piece, piece of bark. <laughs> yeah. No, that would have been horrible. So they've done, they've done well in not going with that, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, yeah, so good one there, Ro. Good stuff. I'll go. Um, okay. My hero is um, Mark Cuban for attempting to help the homeless former NBA player, uh, Delonte West, to get back on his feet. Yeah. Picked him up from a gas station, didn't he, in yep. Dallas. Um, and it's really like committing to help the star get his life back together. Yeah. Um, you know, helping to pay for him for drug rehabilitation, which which he's um, offered to pay for. Uh, he's helped West connect with his mother again. Mm. And, yeah, he has since checked into a rehab facility in Florida. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, props off. It's uh, – don't know about you. I just – when I think of Mark Cuban and the amount of wealth he has, you don't picture him just going to a gas station, do you? You don't. No. You like don't. It, when I heard this – I just couldn't visualise it. No. Um, but, yeah, it has been, you know, a bit of a fall from grace for Wes. Yeah. So, you know, with any luck, this can kind of be a bit of a catalyst for getting his life back together again. Mark Cuban would have to be the most well-known NBA owner, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, owner? Well, we got Michael Jordan, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> but Stevie like, Ballmer. Like owner, like I mean, in terms of the best owner, he is the best owner, yeah. in my opinion. Well known for owning a team, though. Like Michael Jordan's well known for being the one of the greatest players. Um, yeah, I mean, it's an arguable thing. Like I'm saying, who else is there? Yeah, Jordan. You know, you do know he's, with but the he's not known for owning the Hornets. I get what well, you're no, saying. Okay, yeah, but then a lot of people associate Mark Cuban with Shark Tank, don't they? I don't. <laughs> Not a big it's, shark tank, man. Nah, personal preference, but yeah, yeah, yeah I get yeah. what you're saying. I'm yeah. just trying to run through it now. Who else? We got James Dolan. Yeah. You've got oh, um, Bowman, but he's not Jacob Lacob. Is it? Le- yeah, Lacob. probably. Lacob, who owns the Knicks again? James Dolan. Dolan. No, James Dolan. Yeah, um, absolute slob of a man. Slob of a man. <laughs> slob of a franchise. But yeah, you're probably right. Um, Have to be. Yeah. But yeah, even when the whole COVID situation was going on, he'd offered to pay. Yeah. He was paying all the staff. Um, even when they were out of work. So he's certainly... He's a good guy. He is a good guy. A good guy. So well done there from Mark Cuban. Now, I'll move on to my hero of the week. Um, I think one you weren't too happy with, Lee. I was just, like, surprised. Oh, hold on. Let's see. I've gone with Eric Spolstra, head coach of the Miami Heat. Uh, and now this probably refers slightly more towards the conference finals ending. Yeah. Um, you know, I've only had one game of the finals and they got destroyed, but... Um, I was really impressed with his matchup against Brad Stevens. I think he just utterly outplayed him. Um, the zone they went to just baffled the Celtics and they just didn't have an answer for it. Um, and everyone, you know, for I think Brad Stevens is probably one of the most highly regarded coaches. It feels mm. as if Spo probably doesn't get the recognition he deserves. Um, he's been such a mainstay with the franchise and has really elevated, the, like, the players they've got in their squad now, the belief and mentalities he's installed into them um, and has everyone playing to the best of their abilities, I think, is just a huge reason why mm. 
they're at this point, and I think he deserves to be recognised, regardless of if they win or lose. They've, you know, surpassed everyone's expectations, bar mine, because I picked him. You I want to ride that horse all the <laughs> way home. Um, but yeah, I think he's done an incredible job. So he, he sort of rebuilt on the go to an extent as well. Like last year, I think it was they missed the playoffs, and yeah. but they didn't bottom out. Obviously, um, they they drafted a few really um, decent picks in. Obviously, Tyler Harrow, Kendrick Nunn, um, who have contributed towards their success this year. And, yeah, it sort of starts at the top, doesn't it? It does. The yeah. Eric Spolscher and, and obviously Pat Riley as well. Um, these are the guys who are, who are behind why Miami have gone so well this year. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, just, you know, an incredible job he's done and been able to, as you said, from not making the playoffs to have this team that all they want to do is play hard, play for each other. Um, coaches sometimes, they kind of get, I think NBA probably more than other sports, the coaches kind of get forgotten because mm. it feels as if, you know, you know, from playing sport, you know, your soccer coach or whatever is hands-on. They are the they are the key guy. Yeah. But it feels as if now it's more a league driven by the stars. Like yeah. LeBron's more so the coach. We heard Kyrie the other day in an interview, and he spoke about the Steve Nash hiring, mm. and he said how any of the players like KD could be the coach, I could be the coach. Yeah. Um, and it kind of comes back to that coaches are kind of forgotten. But, yeah, I think what he's done with Miami Spolstra's a job well done and I should know, be recognised. I know Eric Spolstra is Filipino, but God, that guy's tanned. He's got a rock and tan, doesn't he? <laughs> Down in Orlando. Especially where it, when he wears that white polo. Jesus oh, it, it looks good, doesn't it? Like, yeah. you know, what? I'd probably be um, almost disappointing if he didn't have a good a tan as what he does, given his nationality and being down in Miami. Miami fits in with the scene pretty well. Oh, he's... Yeah, he's got it happening, doesn't he? I just wanted to say that. Everything's going right for him at the minute. Should he be able to win the title? I don't know if we've noticed, but he always wears the polo a size too small. Yeah, so he, it's <laughs> really gripping along his um, body shape. So, how about you guys? Do you like oh. wearing bigger clothes, or do you like tighter clothes? Me, obviously, I like wearing bigger clothes, yeah. baggy. Yeah, why's that? I don't know because I feel like I have a fine body, but it just it just more comfortable, and I just feel more confident in bigger clothes. Yeah, there you go. That's right. understandable. Yeah, fit to size for me, I reckon. Um, yeah. Not too tight, not too not too loose either. Um, well, yeah. Unique. Well, I'm, I'm a pretty. Uh, You're a tight person. I'm a pretty slim guy. Like I'm. Went to the gym this morning. I'm trying to put on a bit of muscle, but I wore a, uh, a slightly tighter top this morning. Oh, did you? I felt yeah. pretty good about myself lifting the weight. I was like, yeah, go you, Nick. You're looking all right, man. A few sneaky side glances yeah. in there. So I, I do kind of like the tighter things and yeah. the jeans, you know, not you know, suffocating, but so the three a little, little bears. So you wouldn't, we wouldn't what? Ca- three little bears. Oh, what, what's it called? Three bears. The Goldilocks one. Oh, not too hot, not too cold, yeah. but just right. Yeah, yeah. with you. Yeah, so, yeah, that's me. I guess we wouldn't. No, that's all of us, I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Too small, too big, and just right. Yeah, gotcha. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> I digress. Um, I thought that was a good analogy. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. Sorry, I just had to click on there. It's just a bit slow. A bit slow. You're too busy slow. thinking about yourself at the gym. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, I look good. Good pump Jeez, I saw some veins. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice change. Um, but to recap here on the week there, guys, Lee, you had... Marky Cuban. Who? Marky. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what? Oh, come on, man. No. Nah. Mark Wahlberg. 
Yeah, the song "Good Vibrations." Yeah, it's such a good about. I was about to do a Mark Wahlberg impression, and he just kept going. I thought Lee was having an amphibian. Sorry, go, mate. Give you. He's always out of breath, <laughs> for starters. He actually you, is. You gotta, yeah, I don't even know how to do it. Is he from Jersey? How He's do from a Jersey Boston, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> try it. Someone so. try it. He's yeah, always out of breath. a bit breath. deeper, though. I think no, you've given him... No, it's not. I couldn't do it. I'm out of I breath. I, I, I felt lightheaded when I said that. face is going red. <laughs> no, come on. Marky Mark and Funky Bunch. You, okay. You've heard of them, haven't you? No. Oh, come on, man. That'll be my next Entertainment Weekly song. I thought I was having a fit. I don't know. I honestly don't Cuban. know how we got oh, here. Oh, Marky Cuban, yes. Um, yeah, Ro, your hero of the week. My hero was whoever came up with the Tassie Jack Jumpers brand reveal <laughs> slash logo design. Well done from them there. And my hero of the week was Eric Spolstra. Uh, anything else you'd want to add, fellas? We should, get somewhere, we should get someone from the Jack Jumpers on. That's the idea. Gonna. Oh, is that the big news? <laughs> well, not the big news. It's in, in the know, works. In the works. Need to just... Uh, Reach out, but got a couple of things planned. Want to have someone from the organisation. I think it'd be an awesome chat, and we need we'll make to, sure we get our media passes in. Like, need them to bloody draft some players first. Yeah. Yes. When's well, that happening? Well, uh, the big point was on Wednesday when it actually got launched, um, the brand and everything. Now we can, you know, look to have. A, I think we want to have a head coach by the end of the year, mm. and then start a roster. We've got till next October. So October? That's ages away. We've got a year to go. I yeah. thought it was starting in like January. No, mate. No, oh. no. What's Delhi doing these days? Well, yeah. What a leader and, he um, would be Boogie, for. Boogie Boogie. Brett Brown is coach. I, 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 I saw they were interested in looking at him, but with next year being an Olympic year, it was um, a little, it might be a little bit um, hectic. Yeah. What if Jalen came down? Who? Jalen. Linsanity. Oh, Jalen. Yeah. I thought you were saying Jalen, like Jalen Brown. <laughs> <No>. Jalen. <laughs> Yeah. Jalen Brown leaving the contending Celtics. Here. Imagine, imagine the deck would be, or the anteal would be. God, pumping. that'd be so yeah. good. Come on, Jalen. Excellent. We'll get in contact with him. Get him down. Um, guys, it's been a huge week of basketball. We are. We're on the home stretch. This is it. By the time we speak to you next week, we anticipate the finals will probably be over. So we look forward to breaking that all down with you then. Um, as always, continue to hit the subscribe and follow button on all the socials: Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. As well as continuing to subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and leaving those five-star rating reviews. Any parting words, fellas? No, no. Um, you would be happy, Nick. I'll just have a quick look at. The- the Lakers hate scoring. Lakers are on their way. Lakers are on their way. Get out the brooms. Quite potentially, yeah. Quite potentially. So we'll see. Excellent. Well, we look forward to breaking that down with you then, guys. See you later, guys. Radio guys. Catch you later. All right. Enjoy what's going to be a huge last week of basketball, and we will talk to you soon. Love you. Bye. Shout out to Daily Chip. That was true. You're going to have to go ahead and see what they know. That was all the time, it ain't no romance if he knows. We gon' make it drop, 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 time.